The Hump, Episode 39, Drink KC Part 2. We talk what has Roxy and Corey from Drink KC encouraged about the craft drinkery scene, some strange things they've seen in drinking establishments, and ways to help out within the community. So if you're interested in learning more about the process and want to help out a local distiller, they talk about their experiences and present to us a different way to think about drinking games. this bad stuff what kind of has you encouraged right and we even even there was silver lining and we're talking about people i mean a lot of this is based out of passion right so but completely you know that people are getting started because they love to create and it's all out of passion but what has you encouraged about the scene right now i think it's great how much like demand there is because i know one thing when i was kind of thinking about it you you worry about over flooding the market but more and more of these places keep opening and most of them, if not all of them that I know of are doing great, even through like shutdowns and different things because of COVID restrictions and whatnot, they, for the most part, all seem to do really well. And so it's, it's really encouraging to see the sort of local spirit kind of lift them, lift them up and keep them going and, and support them in the same way I and guess. they're and they're so collaborative i mean i think that's my favorite part about this entire drinkery scene and it and it i think you see it most prominently in the brewery scene just because i think there's a lot more breweries in like downtown kansas city and more compressed areas but they're all so supportive of each other like it could so easily be this cutthroat thing of you know, we, we want your customers to come drink our beer. So we're going to be really cutthroat about it, but they're so cool with each other about it. And it makes it so enjoyable to go do it because you don't feel like, Oh, as a customer, I'm like, Oh, I'm picking my favorite brewery and shunning that one. It's like, I'm going to go do a pub crawl on the crossroads. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And even seeing each other's product and other stores or crossovers between distilleries and breweries, like for St. Patty's day, East 40 was doing, restless spirits like car bombs with their stouts <laughs> we think they were we're not we don't really remember anymore but i think that's what we're going i remember the first one the the key question i have about east 40 is did they did they finally get their ski ball working not yet Damn. it's well i mean maybe but because of the restrictions yeah. oh you weren't allowed to touch us can't ball touch each other's balls we can't during the pandemic you yeah. can't <laughs> touch your own balls you're not touching anybody else's balls well, permanent health restriction <laughs> that is true though and i think i think particularly like the ones in the crossroads they all get it because they know people it's a destination people want to go down there there's seven eight breweries down there people just don't go to one place and sit down for five hours you know they want to like get out and check out some new shit and stuff so they realize more breweries in this area is actually a benefit. It's not a hindrance. I mean, it works for everybody. Yeah. And I think you guys make a great point about the collaboration too. I mean, that was even something you brought from Manhattan. 
wasn't it? You brought over a couple weeks ago. Oh, no, I brought one. It was from Central Standard Brewery. Oh, Central Standard. Wichita Wichita. and Boulevard did a mashup. And I'm wearing my Blip t-shirt, Blip Roasters. It's coffee place. But they did a coffee stout with Border a couple years ago that was spectacular. I mean, I just love seeing that there's room that we can all kind of play off each other and we all benefit from it. Yeah. No, I love the collabs. I mean, just to see... That whole no that whole notion of collaboration is very cool within within the industry. And and Roxy, you were wearing your t-shirt. Speaking of collaboration, that extends even beyond the breweries and the drinkeries themselves, right? So is that your is that your restless spirits? Is that your five dollar volunteer t-shirt? Yes. I, I don't know if you can see it, but yes. <laughs> oh. I got my, my official bottling crew t-shirt, which was such a cool experience. It was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. You two tell us about that a little bit at Restless because we're on the mailing list. I'm trying to get a group together. That's why I'd inquired if you'd already done it. If you want to go back again, I'm trying to get a group of, they told me it yeah. takes like eight to 12 people to constitute like a group. So yeah. yeah. Tell us about that experience. So it was, we just signed up. We didn't know any of the other people in our group, but basically it's for anybody that doesn't know, you sign up and you go kind of after hours and they give you some, some pizza and we had Boulevard beer actually to kind of fuel us up and they take you in the back and you actually just help put together your part of the bottling line. And I think the day we were there was the first time they'd actually put what was it? You're the, you're the engineer. So so from our understanding before it was a, you know, someone had to fill the bottles and then someone had to cap the bottles. They had started their actual like automated bottling line, but all it did at the moment was fill and cap the bottles. We still had to supply and rinse and then package and label. And do the boxes, which is what we did. Right. We and- were on the we were on the box crew and Corey is in his day job as manufacturing stuff. So he was like we were going to be super efficient about this. There was no messing around. I was like, let's like take a picture. And he's like, no, we've got a job to do. We have whiskey bottles to make boxes for. This is very important. We're not going to be the ones that slow the line down. If we stop the line, we were, I have failed. We were so far ahead. We kept having to like stop and go like help other people. Because we were like, we, yeah, he was really on top of it. Yeah, and like she said, it was my day job. So I'm I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, if they set it up this way, is it my place to say something? <laughs> no, but but overall, it was super fun. Like I would totally go back. So yeah, if you if you do a group again, I would I would totally. And then we got to leave with a bottle of their gin, bring back the gin again, and yep. their potchin, potchin, which I am still trying to learn how to pronounce, but it's like Irish moonshine. Okay, I was going to ask you what Pachin was because I'm not familiar with it. Okay. It's basically whiskey that hasn't been put in a barrel. Yeah, it's totally like new whiskey. It'll put hair on your chest, I tell you. It's something. Wow. It's a a one-of-a-kind flavor. Yeah. The hot toddies now with Pachin. Ooh, yeah. Some apple pie moonshine with Pachin. I don't know. Oh, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. That's that's part of what this weekend's homework is, is trying to figure out something to make with it. Yeah, because it's you can look up like cocktail recipes for all kinds of spirits. Nobody's got cocktail recipes for pachin. Yeah. No, I wouldn't imagine they would. So you each got a bottle for your for your contributions? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. So who's the one that dove into the deep end of the pool and said this pachin thing is we're taking this home? 
So, I think I think it was what I wanted to take. Well, we I, you wanted to take the gin, and then I was like, we should take, you know, the pachin because that's totally new. Yeah. And then we didn't think. Wait, everyone gets their own. Why do we just because oh, yeah. we came as two people? Like, yeah, we thought we only got one bottle. Mm. It was like, oh, we get two. Sweet. Let's so take we- both. Yes, that's true. You yeah. didn't have to. You didn't have to discriminate. You could each. That's what I was curious about. Is if you go as a couple, tell me they still treat you as two people. Yes. I, that's I mean, we could, just, we could have just gone and pretended like we didn't know each other. So <laughs> it would have been worth it. Now, now you see what's really important to me about this whole endeavor is to bring home two <laughs> bottles of two bottles of alcohol. Priorities. Yes. 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 Well, very very cool. So if we when we get the group together. Well, we'll let you know. How how long were you guys there? It started the th- the website. The email said six to nine. I think we were more like six thirty to eight thirty. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we kind of ate and hung out for a little bit, and they kind of like went over you know each job. And by the time we were really going, it was six thirty, six forty five, and we were out of there by eight thirty. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm curious. It's for a capitalist friend of mine. I sent him the email. I sent it to a certain short friend of mine that lives in Lee Summit that won't be na- that has appeared on the show before. And I send him an email and I go, Hey, you want to go do this with us? And he was like, It sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like indentured servitude. And I go, You get a free bottle of alcohol. He's like, Okay. I, I earn more than twenty dollars. No. His response was like, I earn more than twenty dollars an hour. I'm like, Jesus, dude, what is your problem? That's not the way to look you know what's at funny? it. We actually broke it down like that. We thought about that. We I, were mean, talking about I was curious, and I'm kind of like, I mean, I had fun. So even if it didn't give us a bottle, it was be, I would still do it. But I'm like, I think after the math, it's like twelve seventy five an hour. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, may, it's maybe minimum wage but at this point that's not the way you're supposed to look at it and i was totally surprised he came at it from that angle but i could actually in hindsight i can see that <laughs> like what a cynical that, way to look at something that like man that. needs to drink more <laughs> <laughs> well it, that generally hasn't been his problem but that's an entirely other episode roxy that won't we, we won't subject you guys to so <laughs> but but that does transition us to our last our last question well Second to last question, really. What's the strangest thing you've seen in a drinkery or any sort of drinking activity? What's the strangest thing you've seen? I was going to say, are you like talking about like strangest event or strangest drink? Well, you interpret that however you'd like. If it's the strangest drink, it's the strange. The aforementioned friend from Lee Summit, he's been the subject of a triple D in the past where he berated Jeremy Danner at a drinking event. And screamed at him and told him he was wrong, just about what the, the what the best beer was. That's probably one of the stranger things I, I had to physically sit him down. Um, <laughs> that, and then and then he bro hugged Jeremy Danner out in the parking lot afterwards, and I have pictures to prove it. They were bro hugging, and so they hugged it out. That's one of the strangest things. So it could be something like that too, strangest drink or memorable moment. It's wide open. Well, let's let's go with the break first. <laughs> so <laughs> and then we can get okay. crazier more along those lines. Okay. <laughs> so I think the craziest drink we've seen was at a place in Blue Springs called Windshift Brewing. 
tiny they, little place. It's literally like off. It's like part of a repair shop. Like you will think you're in the wrong place when you go there. It's like in the closet of a car repair place, but but it's fantastic. It's great. Windshift Brewery, and where is it? Blue Springs. Blue Missouri. Springs. Okay. They had an okra beer, mm. and. It took some getting used to, but it ended up pretty good. If you like okra, like it's a very unique flavor, but the first step I was not ready for, <laughs> but after that was fine. So Corey, where did you grow up? I actually grew up in blue Springs in blue Springs. Okay. So you're native to the area, right? So I have a lot of family from Oklahoma. So like okra was like a staple vegetable in my family. So I'm, I, I might actually enjoy that beer. I'd actually only had it fried, fried okra or like pickled okra. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okra bit windship brewery in blue Springs. Yeah. Yep. And they've, they've always got weird stuff on, on the menu. Yeah. Like he, their bartender was telling us the story. Like apparently their, their brewmaster will just go out and find whatever he can, whatever he can pick up at the farmer's market. Apparently they had a clover beer at one point. Just, hmm. Like Whatever. got clovers from like the lawn next like to the brewery the field next to and them. made it into a beer. It's good luck. Uh, right? Yeah. Exactly. Psychedelic mushroom beer will be next week. <laughs> well. <laughs> I wouldn't put it at them. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> All right, Roxy, what's strangest, strangest drink? Well, uh, the okra beer is definitely the strangest drink. I was more thinking of like the strangest things that have happened that I've seen happen at a drinking establishment because I used to be in a Southern rock band. So I was in a lot of drinking establishments even before I could drink in public. And yeah, I've seen some things. I think one of them actually was like my ex wearing a banana hammock and doing like what the fireball thing he used to do. That was probably the weirdest thing I've ever actually seen happen at a drinking establishment. Although it, <laughs> It doesn't really have anything to do with alcohol other than he used Everclear to do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'm going to get that visual out of my mind. And I just totally went off of them. You have memories of the rails. <laughs> there was a line of good taste and I just snorted it. You're so off the rails. It's a myth. <laughs> rails are a memory. <laughs> rails are a memory. So, so this was your ex that was yeah. okay. Yep. And he was the one that liked gin is the reason I don't like gin too. <laughs> but yeah, one of the funniest things that's happened to us together at a drinking establishment, there was a guy named Ziggy at, where was it? Three Trails Brewing in Independence. Right. And he, was it at a karaoke night? Yeah, it yeah. was. I think it was after the karaoke had stopped. He was, He had been there for a while, it seemed like. And he's just like, you got to try this. This is the best beer ever. And then eventually he named every beer on the menu. As being and the best beer ever? If you've been to enough bars, you know the type. He was very like long hair, kind of older dude, probably had a bike. He's leaning up on us and the bar. Yep. He was great. And though. he like, was like our fun. best, he was like our best friend by the end of that night. And then we saw him the next time we went and he had no idea who he was. He forgot us completely. Completely and totally. <laughs> yeah. Three Trails probably likes that though. He he loves every beer that we have. I mean, you know, he's he's our Three Trails guy. Another place, a lot of great beer. Yeah, he's their best advertising. Yeah, spokesperson for 
Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a certain college roommate I had. That guy was probably trying to find him to get his illicit drugs later. So, <laughs> hey, man, is Steve here? We just walked nine miles from Clinton Lake. <laughs> oh, my. He loves every beer on the menu. Well, where where are you two off to next? Where's your next stop? Where can folks look to find you and and find your next stop? So we're actually going to go to Nimble Brewing right after this, I think, because they will be our next podcast episode coming out on Monday. And they just opened up. They've been only Fridays and Saturdays, but they're doing Thursdays now, too. So we're going to go today. We're doing homework. 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 Wink. Yes. The That's a good brewery. Like, it, they're relatively new in the area. I, I like their stuff. They do a little bit of everything, too. They're like wackadoo. I mean, they like their whole thing is they do small batches, so they do some weird stuff. And mm. we went, I think, last weekend they had a pina colada beer that I was like, I could just drink this the rest of the night. Yeah, yeah, you were in love with the pina I colada was, beer. Yeah, I was, we we actually have been twice, and the first time they ran out of beer. <laughs> it was like eight o'clock on a Saturday, and they were just out of beer. We're like, yeah, I guess it's a really good sign. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah. doubt. Yeah, people are loving the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Roxy, Corey, look forward to that episode. Folks, you can find Roxy and Corey, Corey and Roxy at drinkkc.podbean.com. Again, that's drinkkc.podbean.com. And thanks for joining us tonight. It was great chatting with you guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, we had a good we had a good time. All right, Chad, you ready to play a round of Triple D? Let's play. All right. So speaking of playing, it's a game we play each week. And if people aren't familiar with it, we throw out a scenario and discuss whether it's a dick douche or dumbass move. And being that this is the episode that we had the Drink KC folks on, they actually presented us not one, but two ideas. The first one we covered, and I don't even remember what that was. It must have been great. Well, it wasn't on them. I think it's my advanced age. But the second one that they threw out to us was, and it brought us back. Brought us back in time. Took me back to 1989. (laughs) Your one and only year in college. Now, all fairness, you did graduate. Yes. Yes. They threw out the idea, what do you call someone that proposes a drinking game that they know they're good at? I call that in your early 20s. <laughs> That's not one of the options, though, is it? No, it isn't one of the options. Yeah. You and I were trying to remember even when the last time was that we played a drinking game. Drinking Although it was together, is, it was together, we found out. Yeah. Drinking game is such a young, young man's activity. You know, like wanting to be president or have like a house with 12 cars. Like those are young man wishes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, they are young man wishes. And so it was kind of interesting. Last time I saw a drinking game played and I saw it on multiple levels, I don't quite understand it. I need to look it up on the internet. Maybe one of our listeners can help us when I took Grant on a college visit. And you gave him the whole experience. Well, we saw it played just by going around town (laughs) because every house was having a house party outside and they had like, 
they had particle board set like a particle board table set up with cups and it looked like some sort of weird fucking mashup of like of like beer pong meets hacky sack because they were playing it with the like a ball and kicking the ball and i'm like i don't know i mean only you would be comfortable who has a beer opener beer bottle opener on the bottom of your flip-flops of kicking like the thing that's going to be in your beer yeah i'm not a fan of like drinking and kicking balls though i mean that's that maybe is a bridge too far for me but i don't know i didn't see the game so yeah well we were comparing notes last couple times we played is beer pong we played at our house yeah and you had to pull the dog fur off your i do like beer pong like that's kind of fun and it's competitive. You're all you're ultra competitive, I'm ultra competitive. And it's something you can socialize. You know, it's not like some of these games where you have to fucking focus nonstop. Like you can kind of yeah, have a conversation and still, you know, I make a lot when I throw. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like picking up a hand axe and throwing it. You're you're generally yeah. you're pretty good at that. Pretty so. strong throwing things. I don't know about kicking things, though. Yeah. But throwing things are pretty strong. And then the other thing we played, speaking of presidents, was you mentioned being president. You can be president during a drinking game if we play presidents and assholes. Was presidents and assholes, which is a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, I mean, it's been so long since we played that. I don't even remember how you play that. Yeah, we played it in Turks. I think I had to look the rules up on the internet to play. Hmm. So do we have an opinion? We've covered our life story. So somebody that throws out a game that they know they're a ringer at. I mean, that really is the gist of it. Beer, beer or otherwise. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems pretty douchey because you're basically trying to show everyone how superior you are to everybody playing this game. It's extra douchey if there's a significant person of interest on the line, too. Like, if you're going, I want to play this and show how good I am mm. and impress somebody, that's like double douchey. Yeah. Yeah, it's it screams douche. All right. I think we're in agreement tonight. Nice. You know what? If you and I didn't understand it, I can at least appreciate Roxy and Corey's recommendation of this one because yeah. it's bringing us, but it's brought us back in time. <laughs> yeah. It took me all the way back to Bush original. <laughs> Bush original. Sorry. <laughs> if you don't know the reference. <laughs> I'm gonna... I was like George Bush original. Cause that was, that was about that time too was George Bush senior was in office at that time. Speaking of presidents. <laughs> Oh my God. All right, everybody. I think Chad and I are in agreement. It's a douche move. Don't just play whatever drinking game the host wants to play. Don't be thrown out and recommending what you think you're a ringer at. So, all right, everybody, if you've enjoyed today's episode, thanks for hanging with us tonight. Go out to the hump podcast website and sign up for our newsletter. Remember you can catch us live on Facebook six ish on thursdays and don't forget to rate us and leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platforms such as apple podcast spotify and chad's ringer podcast platform stitcher take care everybody bye
is it unprofessional to end the episode the way we do? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Don't peek out the audio, just end the episode. I hate that every time. Every time. Because I forget every time. It's so you know where it ends. <laughs> just from the sound wave. Corey insists on ending every recording that we do with some really, really loud noise. And somehow in 10 episodes, I've forgotten every time. So I'm editing and I'm like, do you like clap, like cut? No, it's usually just a loud scream. Do you edit that out? Yes. Oh no! I, yeah, I get resentful it would about be it. And so I, bad. If I delete it a few times. I think leave it in. Then at least people know. Oh, it's officially ended. Yeah, it's officially it's like a Mar- like over. a Marvel movie. You know, what's if there's the any question, it's over now. I'm trying to. Do we ever like? Do we have a thing we leave in every time, even though it's dumb? <laughs> Our entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs>